This is the Creative Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Lopez. Hope you enjoy this podcast. It's set up and designed for coaches, leaders, and influencers to share their stories and inspire others to share their stories as well. That we can all learn together as a community and get better every day. So thank you for listening for season two. Today's guest is Steve Yang. Coach Yang is a dobo for the Georgetown Hoyas Women's Program. He also is a co-founder and vice president of the Asian Coaches Association. We talked to him today about not taking credit, but to serve, that things happen for a reason, that you need to manage your career, and you need to learn more about learning. Hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate you. Steve, I really do appreciate your time. I know you're busy. I know you got things to tend to. But uh, here again, man, I, I like different perspectives, different outlooks on the on the game and your journey, how, how we're treating our players, how we're serving others in the space that we're in. And so here again, thank you for your time, man. No, thank you, Mike. Uh, thank you for this uh, platform and appreciate all that you do and uh, will do for the game and people in your community. And uh, just, just thank you so much for, for being being a pioneer for a lot of younger kids too, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you for saying that. Now, Coach, I would ask you, how were you introduced to the game of basketball coming out of Tulsa, Oklahoma? <laughs> you know, uh, I, I just wanted to be a little bit different. My dad put me in soccer growing up, and and I like I love soccer. It was a, it's a great sport, and uh, yeah. I, I I just kind of just liked basketball in the sense where I was I saw it more on TV I guess and uh, dad put a basketball goal in our, our driveway and the rest was history um, wow. so you know it was it was hard to navigate around it uh, but um, just to kind of understand the, the logistics of basketball and how how to go about playing it uh, competitively and all but um, you know it's it, it, that's kind of how I got started, man. I just started playing my driveway, and then my buddy, one of oh, my best friend, they have a basketball court and start playing their driveway, and just just went from there. So yeah, fantastic. You know, you we uh, right now during this kind of odd COVID period where we were all kind of locked up and cooped up in our houses. The thing I saw more than anything was kids outside shooting hoops. I, yeah. In my neighborhood, five goals went up just like down the street like within 16, 20 houses, all of a yeah. sudden, even in my front yard, a goal went up. Uh, it was the neighbor who wanted to put it up. And he says, Hey man, do you mind if I put a goal up? I'm like, nah, I don't mind at all. I'm going to get some <laughs> shots up. And so, you know, you, you say that and talk about that and being introduced to the game. It just makes me think how many kids were introduced to the game of basketball during this time. So uh-huh. it's fantastic coach. Now, you're, you're absolutely right, man. Yeah, no, Coach. So I would ask you, what was your experience like as a player? You know, I grew up playing uh, as much as I can. I, I wasn't the tallest guy in the world, so um, just even making the team was was kind of tough. You know, yeah. I always did that if I was going to a smaller school, I, I'd probably be playing. You know, but I went to a pretty big high school, and the competition was pretty hard. So yeah. um, it was hard for me to finish out my high school career playing. Um, I, I had to focus more on academics, you know, coming from a, an Asian family, you know, academics is pretty high. And, yeah. and so, um, I kind of put that on the back burner. And then when I got into college, I wanted to get back into it. And, 
uh, get back to playing and talk to schools about trying on walk, walking on and all that. But um, we had a family business too. So that came into play and I was helping out mom and dad with that. So, um, you know, I think everything happens for a reason. And so I just kind of stay the route of coaching, just wanting to stay in the game still. So I went the route of wanting to coach basketball. So. Yeah, no, Coach, you're, you're uh, explaining. There's so many coaches in this game that didn't go play college, that didn't play professional. Uh, and just the love of the game and uh-huh. the fact that we can articulate what we've learned and teach others, I think that's most important because uh, I've seen some of the best players not be able to teach what they can do, and that's mm-hmm. kind of a natural thing. Like they were intuitive and just kind of naturally came to them. So how can you teach that? Uh, and we, uh, those of us who aren't pros and have a name and you know a tree to come from, so to speak, uh, we can step in and be very genuine about it with a lot of a lot less. Uh, I don't know preconceived notions of how things uh-huh. should be and how they should go. So, yeah, I hear you completely. Like that it's a, it's a great, it's great to see that a coach who didn't have all that experience can still get in and coach where you're at, you know, there at Georgetown and be a part of the women's program there. And here again, teach the game. That's what coaches do. We teach uh-huh. the game. We teach young people and we impact lives. And if you're doing that, I just say that for every coach listening out there that's saying, oh, I didn't play, I didn't this, I didn't. You only limit yourself by what your mindset kind of uh, presents to you. Like, you can uh-huh. you can do it. You can do it. We There's those here again, those of us who didn't get to playing pro ball, and we're, we're in the game teaching and, and loving it and having a great time. So I appreciate you yeah. sharing that, Coach. Now, yeah. uh, who or what influenced you to go into the coaching profession? Well, it's just, I think it's just my, it's just me wanting to teach, teach uh, something I love. Yeah. Um, and then you were just saying that earlier, is just that I think, I think it's, it's what you know that matters too and how you teach it. You, you may know a subject, but if you can't teach it, you, you, you don't know it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I think it goes both ways, knowing the subject and teaching it in order for your students to understand what you're, what you're teaching. And some of the best players aren't the best coaches, to be honest with you, like you said, but. Um, you know, and a lot of times they may try to be coaching kids to be what they were, like a parent does to their kids. Like, I want you to be like I am, but we uh, you have to understand that they don't have or have the skills that you have. You know what I'm saying? So, so uh, it, there's there's some pros and cons to it. But for me personally, I try to stay on the positive end. Like, hey, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna capitalize on, on what I'm what I'm about and what I know about the game, and and I'm constantly learning. Um, what what really influenced me is just myself, but just watching the game and and then uh, just just people around it. And then whenever I I, I start to meet meet other coaches and uh, just just to share their story and just get to know them, that that was what I wanted to do. But I, I just always wanted to be around the game as much as I can. And just to be honest, with you I I just felt like hey, being a PE teacher is that that's what it takes. And I'll do that to be a coach. But it was just something self-inflicted it was just me wanting to be a part of this nobody really kind of started me out no one yeah. ignited fire in me uh but there's a lot of people that threw a lot of uh, a lot of wood into this fire to keep it burning so i'll yeah. tell you that now that's important encouragement is always important and and how encouragement comes it comes in different ways 
and uh you know the i, I was on the zoom yesterday with uh and fran Fraschilla was one of the the, the speakers and mm-hmm. he was talking about yeah. s- surrounding ourselves with people who put a value to our future and our success mm-hmm. and you know like you talked about putting you know putting fire in the wood like all of us as coaches should be doing that for our players, for our for our fellow coaches, even for our head coach. If we're working, you know, underneath somebody like like you are with Coach Howard, like there's everybody needs encouragement. Everybody mm-hmm. needs uh, words of affirmation, if you will. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, like you're talking about, <laughs> I like what you said. It was self-inflicted. Like that's great, man. Like I, I think to myself, I don't know what else I would be doing if I wasn't coaching. I just, yeah. I just don't know. Like I'll never, yeah. I'll never know 25 years now into this thing. And I don't want to know <laughs> because, yeah. because I love what I do. So I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. No, you're, you're you know, too, Mike, like my dad and I, I wasn't privileged to, I wouldn't say privileged, but I, I didn't have a dad that played sports and that like have the family here with coaching. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm starting that right now. Um, you know, my, but my dad's always a teacher, man. If, if, yeah. if anyone knows my dad, he's always, teaching and, and learning and that's just the great thing about him and i think i got a lot of my uh, personality and attributes from him is just that he does that and so i do that too but i'm going to do i'm going to teach others what i know and what i love and for right now it's, it's basketball um but no that definitely man i i just i think i think every coach has to be a teacher and i yeah. just feel like i and you're I, I feel like i'm a natural born teacher so yeah no man you're uh you're pouring yourself out. You're filling other people's buckets and, mm-hmm. uh, and then life fills your bucket and the game fills your bucket to be able to pour out into others. It's reciprocal yeah. in a sense. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's great stuff, man. And you're talking about your father. That's to me, you know, a lot of us, we, uh, we look back on, on those relationships with our fathers, our mothers, uh, the loved one, whoever, and we really got to understand, like, there was there were seeds sown into who we are and what we what we're doing now, and yeah. we got, and we have to we have to really go back and thank them for being those role models, for being those uh-huh. uh, examples. I, I don't know why I'm saying that, but I'm just saying that because you, you said you talked about your dad, and I think about yeah. my, I think about my parents and and their leadership in our community. They're big, uh-huh. they're big community people, and so like yeah. uh, coaches out there. If your parents, your uncle, somebody that's dear and beloved to you, uh, thank them. Thank them because you probably are who you are because of them at the yeah. end of the day. So, Coach, I'll, I'll ask you, uh, can you recall a memorable moment of your first time coaching where you felt like, all right, that's it. Here I am. I'm not, not a player. I'm not a, a, an observer. Like, I have, I have some equity in this. Uh, do you have any kind of memorable moment like that? Yeah, so um, I have a lot actually, but um, I'll go one. Um, whenever I was coaching, I was a high school uh, boys head coach, and um, uh, I had uh, I was coaching G- JV junior high and varsity, and um, I had a kid. Um, I had a kid, you know he he, he had he has brothers on the team too, but he has a little bit of disability, and and I I loved him, and he the first thing the mad respect for him first thing he said to me was like, Hey coach, I want you to coach me like you would anybody else coach me hard. Yeah. And, and I love that, man. I, I love this kid to this day, man. He's amazing. And, um, so, 
you know, I put him in one game. Uh, we were playing a team, and it, I, it was just for me to watch him go up and down the court and play, and and I was trying to get him a bucket, and, and he got a bucket. I mean, that was the most memorable thing about me in this game is just like see, to see him happy, you know. So yeah, yeah no, that's uh, yeah, I've. I've been in that position here again, having coached high school ball last 20 years. Uh, I've had those moments where there is that kid who has special needs. And most, I mean, most of the time, kids don't know about it uh, because they're not privy to some of that information. Uh, but there are certain kids with disabilities that we're just thinking, uh, they might just not you know, be the best athlete. But when we can look past that disability, and they can as well, because you're talking about, hey, coach me harder. Man, mm-hmm. that's that's a desire that I don't – some of the greatest athletes don't have. And mm-hmm. uh, when you can kind of key in on that and give them that experience, they, they really get a great, you know, life experience right there. That's a, that's an awesome story, Coach, because that's uh, – I've been there. I've been there mm-hmm. before, and it's, it's fantastic. Now, Coach, uh, how do you feel you add value and, and and have added value to each program that you've been a part of? The, the one thing that I, I think for me personally is, uh, you know, that no one can replace you, your personality and your character, your yeah. uh, ethics and how you are as a person, how, how you make, I think we said earlier, is how you make people feel. Yeah. And um, to this day, I mean, I, I still, you know, I still remember these people and I, I'm sure they remember me and then, and, and I still stay in touch with them as much as I can. Uh, and that's really important. Um, even going back to my high school days, I mean, there's a teacher that I still talk to on Facebook. Um, and so the, these people, I would never forget them. And, um, you know, you, you just try to be, and I say this little quirky things I do, but you try to be a vowel and, um, yeah. you know, be an A-E-I-O-U. You can't spell a word without a vowel really. And, <laughs> yeah. and you you got to do that. So whenever you're at these schools uh, or, you know, or programs and they remember you be- because you were that A for them or that E, whatever. And, and so whatever it is, like you got to make sure that you, you make them feel good. And so that's, I think that's the value that I bring everywhere I go. Um, I hope I bring it here, George. I'm pretty sure I do. Uh, I love my staff. The, the people here are great. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's just for me personally, it's just, my character. I, I hope that my character resembles what uh, and represents Georgetown, but not just Georgetown, but myself and my family. Yeah, no, man, you're uh, you're saying a lot in that. Like what you just said right there, you know, adding value and in, in that how you mentioned your family, like that value we add at work, we should be kind of doubling that at home and with mm-hmm. with our with our family that equity with them too. Uh, because I think sometimes that gets lost and what, mm-hmm. get, what gets lost is that we're a super coach. We're super organized. We're, we're super available, always answering our phones or answering texts. Yet, mm-hmm. our, yet our kids or our spouses are like, Hey, what about me? And, uh, and I think that's, that's great that you have that mindset to also here again, uh, keep, keep in mind and be cognizant of the, the impact your family is, is, is getting you know, from you as a coach. So that's great. Now, coach, what excites you about working with young people? Because you have to have a heart for them. You have to have not just an interest in what you're teaching them, but also an interest in who they are. Yeah. 
uh, you know, I, I think it's the process that excites me and just to see their willingness to learn. Yeah. Um, some of my best times in coaching were when I was coaching junior high kids and they're eager to learn and understand this and that, you know, the game, but just, just life in itself. Um, you know, just, just being a servant for them, serving them and helping them. Yeah. Uh, my, my dad's a big servant, man. He helps the church, the community, and he's, he's big on that. And I just, I get it from him too. Just, you want to be there to help people. And, and I think that's why I'm here. Uh, honestly, and this profession works great for me to just to help young people mold them, help mold them to figure out who they are yeah. to become, you know, uh, people in the society that will really help out this world. Um, and, and see them grow. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I, just to see some of our former players have families now, um, having jobs, like good jobs, it, it makes me feel great. Like I was a part of that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna take credit, <laughs> but you no, know, I just, yeah. I, I just love to be, you know, in the front row seat witnessing all that. And so, um, it, that's for me personally. It's not the moment. It, it's also what I do and what they are ten years from now, twenty years from now. Uh, how, how their life are, uh, how their life is, is um, being molded because of the impact that I've done or uh, did for them or with them. So, yeah, um, yeah, man, that that's that's really exciting for me to see kids. Yeah, no, coach, you talk about not taking credit for it. However, we can share in it. We can share in those moments. And uh, you know, I had, I had a conversation yesterday with the coach, and we talked about how you don't get anywhere in life without somebody else helping you out and people yep. helping you out. And I think every player, former player, and even current player can kind of see that, like, my coaches are here to help me. Uh, it should be there to help me. And even on a personal level, uh, yeah, there's some things that most of us as coaches don't understand about mental health and psychology and societal-type situations, you know, because the, clim the climate that our country's in right now that's going to be big for our athletes to kind of process those things about how they feel about what's going on in the world. However, yeah. however, I think we can just be ears and listen. Uh, that's why we got two ears and one mouth. So we can uh -huh. listen more than we speak. And I think that's uh, really important for every coach out there listening is man, when you get back to it, remember you're going to have to do a lot more listening than speaking with your players and, and, and even in your, your, your uh, your setting with your coaches, your coaching staff, with administration, always be ready to hear more than you speak because yep. people got stuff to say. And mm -hmm. especially with all this time away from what we love to do. And and, and it's all about people, man. And, and, mm -hmm. and I think that's just so important now. Coach, how's your life been enriched by your career in, in basketball? You know, uh, it, it tremendously like everywhere I've been at, I, I always make sure that I learned something. And if, if you're out there and you haven't learned anything, you forgot one lesson from that school you were previously at, then you're, you're, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I, I think you've got to take something from anyone, everyone that you come in contact with. Um, you know, so everywhere I've been, I, even when I was coaching uh, club ball, um, I, I learned so much from these kids and the parents, um, you know, they, they've impacted my life and still are today. Um, and then especially being, you know, time the ladders, if you look at my resume, yeah, I've been at a lot of levels of basketball. Just as you start to get a little at a bigger school, you start to meet more people, uh, more people involved. And, you know, just fast forwarding, like fast forwarding to Georgetown here, I've, I've met so many people that's been 
very impactful in my life, not just my career, but my life. Yeah. Uh, and, and really helped me out to be a, a, a better, I will hope to be a better man, to be a better husband and father. Um, but uh, it's just everywhere I've been at, I think, I think it's a process and you've got to learn something, pick up some nuggets everywhere you go, even from people. And, and if it's a negative, like turn it to a positive. And I think MJ said that in the last dance, but <laughs> yeah, I believe that a hundred percent, man, like find solutions or find reasons why things happen for, for a reason and then make it a lesson instead of a loss, you know? So, um, for me personally, man, I, I, everywhere I've been at, I've done that and it, it helped me to mold me who I am today. And it's still, I'm still being molded. So, yeah, no, it's a process, an ongoing process of being a lifelong learner, uh, having a growth mindset and mm-hmm. also understanding that you never arrive. Uh, you just don't like, I don't care if you come home and your wife says you're the greatest thing since sliced bread and she appreciates mm-hmm. you taking out the trash and cutting the grass and trimming the trees. Tomorrow she has more things for you to do. And mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of the mindset for me. Like I think about that, like I know my family loves me, but they still need more from me. And, yeah. and so much so like in my growth, like I know I'm good where I'm at. I'm healthy in my mind. I'm healthy in my soul. I'm healthy in my thoughts. However, uh, there'll be a day where I'm, I might not be. And so I still got to grow and I still got to add uh, more to my toolbox, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, all those facets. And so, yeah, uh, I like, I like how you're, how you're putting that all together. Things happen for a reason and, uh-huh. and, and, and grabbing those nuggets, uh, because you know, I, I like, I like that term, the nuggets, cause I like to get nuggets with some sauce too. And some people, some people give you the sauce as well to dip those nuggets in and you can really make something good out of it. So I really do appreciate you kind of talking about that now, coach, we all all have kind of, I, I, we, to be honest and and candid, we all have some regrets in our lives, uh, to, to, for people to say, ah, no regrets. And I just don't know, especially coaches. We can go back and think of some game situations that we were like, why did I do that? I was stubborn. Uh, I could have, would have, should have, or even when it comes to recruitment, there's some players that we think uh, maybe shouldn't have picked up, maybe shouldn't have brought them in, maybe it shouldn't have, it should have cut them from the team or whatever. Uh, but I would want you to be candid in this question, Coach. Uh, is there anything you would change about your career? And if so, why? Um, you know, that, that question, when it gets asked, everybody always, you know, you get your whole one way or the other. Um, I mean, I, I, I think it, it happened for a reason. I, 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 I love the way my, my journey's going because it got me, got me where I'm at today, and I yeah. appreciate that. Um, if I, if I had to change a little bit, I would have tried to start earlier, like yeah. coaching earlier, um, and, and learning a lot earlier. Um, I, if, if you're out there, you're, you're young and single and, and, and don't have a, a, a lot of obligations, other places, you know, I, I would dive in so much into the X's and O's, dive in so much in building relationships. Yeah. Um, just because whenever you're you're out there and you're a head coach, if you want to be a head coach, but if you're a head coach one day, a lot of that you don't have time for that. You're you're, you're kissing babies and shaking hands, and it's, <laughs> it's kind of hard to you know have time to learn the X's and O's. So um, I I did I did that, but um, I was growing into trying to learn more about how to network and how to how to advance myself more so than learning 
about the game, about the X's and O's and all. So yeah. I kind of started off a little bit slow on that, but the more I was diving into it, I was doing more film studying and uh, and watching um, watching more games and just diving into notes and and it, it you know it, it was. I wish I would have done that in my early twenties, early early twenties. But um, that's that's I think that's my only quote unquote regret, if you want to say, or change. But yeah, I, it, it's been a great journey for me. I'm not gonna lie, and I'm still enjoying it. So uh, I hope it's still. I hope I'm still riding riding the waves. You know. Yeah. No, coach. I like I like that uh, you're being kind of vulnerable in that because there's uh, here again that whole kind of macho mindset. Ah, I don't regret anything. Every everything is and yet there are things like you're saying because what you're saying can help somebody anybody listening who's at that like you said young and single doesn't have a mortgage doesn't you know somebody can kind of pick them up if they fall too hard uh financially and uh just to learn how to manage your career as well i think that's important for every uh college coach and even high school coaches uh learn how to manage your career it's here again not just about the x's and o's and the it's about the Jimmys and Joes too, but uh, mm-hmm. manage your career because uh, it's easy to fall into these different traps for sure. So, Coach, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate you sharing that. I, we, you, um, day before last, uh, you're with the Asian Coaches Association, and y'all had a Zoom meeting, and, and you kind of shared that same insight with everybody who was on the call. And and I and I'm just here again, glad to hear it reiterated because it's so mm-hmm. important. Now, Coach, if you could, you know, here again, talking about the Asian Coaches Association, uh, kind of run down your involvement with it and what your mission is. Yeah, so about eight years ago, uh, this is how naive I am. Uh, well, actually, even before eight years ago, uh, I would say back in 2007, 2008-ish, um, I was coaching at a JUCO school, and um you know, it, my background, it's, it's, I didn't know really about the game, and, and, and I, I didn't have anybody to help me navigate through, so I had to figure all this stuff myself. And, uh, you know, I was out coaching, um, and all of a sudden, my the opponent, they, uh, uh, they came up to me and said, hey, coach, and they thought I was their coach. And I said, no, man, uh, I'm not your coach. Like, oh, they're like, oh, my bad, man. I thought you were our coach. I'm like, <laughs> Is your coach Asian too? Like, yeah, our coach is Asian. I'm like, no way. I'm the, I thought I was the only Asian coach out there. <laughs> so I, I got to know him. He's a good friend of mine to this day. And, uh, you, you know, it, I was just like, man, are there more of us out there? Yeah. And and so I started doing some research, started digging. And uh, fast forward, I, I, I met a guy. Uh, we're friends today. And, and we kind of tag team this. Uh, he does it on the men's side. He's the president. I, I'm the vice president. And, um, uh, I do it on the women's side, and and um, basically we, we just kind of get people together. So our first year at my Final Four at the women's side, I, I just wanted to get out there and see how many Asian people coaches are out there and, and kind of get us together and just talk and understand each other and, and kind of help one another if that's the case, you know. And so it, it grew from year one to now, eight years now. I mean, we have hundreds of people that's involved, uh, and, and they're not even Asian. I mean, different we have allies, I mean, different uh, minorities from all over and, and all over the country, you know, so um, uh, all over the world too. I mean, I've talked to Asian coaches in Canada and in Australia, you know, and so, uh, you know, we, we just want to try to help out um, 
you know, people, you know, our, our mission was to help our, people with Asian descent, yeah. you know, and it just started blooming and growing. And yeah. so we, we want to give back, you know, that's just, I think that's just my nature. Just want to give back and find ways to help people. I, I, I hate to see people walking my same footsteps. I want them to create their own, but better yeah. and bigger. And so, um, like I said, I, I came up not knowing any of this and I know there's a lot of coaches out there that, uh, minority coaches that may not have anybody to, to help navigate them through this coaching career and how to do it. And so, um, I'm just here to help them out just to, just to kind of give them resources if I can and, uh, you know, just help them build relationships within each other too. But, uh, man, it's, it, it's not about me, man. It's about the people. It's about the coaches. It's about, uh, them growing and, and building their story. And, and so we just started this eight years ago and, and it's, it's growing, man. Uh, it's booming. We've got some sponsors to help us out, which is great. Um, you know, so we're, we're just, we're, we're hoping we keep it rolling and more people jump on board just to, uh, to see what our mission is, to, just to help each other out, you know? Fantastic coach. Yeah. Uh, for those of you interested, Asian coaches association.com. That's where you can get more information, link to their social, all that. Uh, just to, you know, here again, you're, you're talking about kind of throwing the net out and not necessarily, you know, just one ethnic group. And, uh, you know, that's, that's great coach because helping people is helping people at the end of the day. And, uh, the more you can do for more people, the better. Uh, and I, and I think there's a lot of groups that started off like that. that were like specific to an ethnicity. And then all of a sudden it grew like, like I was on, I was on that call the other day and yeah, I'm looking around the room and I'm like, well, there's that, there's that Hispanic guy. There's that one. You know, and so it was, it was cool to see because I, di- I didn't feel like, well, hopefully I don't, you know, they don't throw me out of here. Uh, even though you invited me, <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the, that, that's the great thing. Cause right now here again in our society, we need to be, we need to be as inclusive, but as unique as possible. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people will take that kind that statement or that kind of thinking, but, uh, I'm very proud of who I am as an individual uh, what I bring to the table, my identity, all those things. And mm-hmm. I'm also uh, very proud of my heritage. Uh, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of pieces and parts of us that we can be proud of and then also be, you know, grafted into other groups and, and feel just as proud still. And, and you're not you're not selling out or giving a piece of yourself away. It's not that. Uh, like you said, people helping people, that's always great. Now, Coach, I would ask you, uh, mm-hmm. You know, we, you talked about being a teacher and coaches being teachers and, and that's, that's it, man. That's like, that's a money shot right there. Like that's what we do. But what have you learned about yourself throughout your career? Um, I'm still learning about myself, man. Um, so I, I think I've become uh, more patient as a person. Um, and those who really know me probably think I'm lying, but <laughs> I, I feel like I've been a little more patient than, than before, you know. Yeah. Um, just uh, just listening, uh, learning. Um, you know, I heard somebody say this uh, in one of the Zooms I was on, saying that at a young age you think you know it all, and then when you get older you, you don't know anything. And, yeah. And that's, that's kind of how it was for me, you know, growing up. I, I, I thought I knew it all, but what the cool thing about, I think the great thing about me jumping into the basketball um, 
and not knowing is that when you don't know, you want to know. So yeah. you're all invested. You all you're learning. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's how it was. Like uh, I'm learning more about learning. And and when I think and I thought I know it, I I, I and there's more. You know, I get surprised all the time. And and I love that part about um, the game. And you know, I love to keep it simple. I love it is simple. There's a lot of things that you can do to kind of mix it up a little bit, but just to have a bag full of, of other uh, techniques or, or just how to coach, you know, yesterday, last night I was on a call uh, late uh, about one in the morning. So um, with a great coach and um, he was dropping nuggets again. I was like, man, I, I, all the things I said, I, I say the same thing, but there's some things that he said that I, I'm going to steal from and I love it and, I, and I'm yeah. going to use it, you know? Yeah. So um, for me personally, like you can't stop learning and, and it doesn't matter what, how old you are or how experienced you are. Um, and so, or how much you think, you know, uh, but, but for me, myself, man, I, I think I've learned to, to be more of a sponge, to be, to be more patient um, and, and to, to be more accountable. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, growing up, man, I think a lot of kids think they're invisible. You know, things that never happen to them. They do whatever they want. But, man, when, when you – I have a family now, man. You start thinking, crap, man. You got you to start thinking about your kids and, your, you know, your wife and all. But yeah, that, that matters too, man. So um, uh, you learn a lot more about who you are as a person, um, not just your title, but a, as a person to, to those around you. Yeah, you, talk, you said something key there, Coach, about accountability. Uh, to whom much is given, I would put it this way, to whom much is given, that person is held accountable to all they're given. Like there's, yeah. you were, we're talking about, you know, gaining knowledge and information and, and, and at times stealing from other people because that's that's what we do as coaches. I mean, none of us are going to recreate the triangle and call it the trapezoid. Um, you know, <laughs> we're not going to do it. Maybe, no. maybe somebody will, I don't know. But for the most part, the game is the game is the game. Uh, yeah. we can steal in that arena. Uh, so then we can still also in how to conduct ourselves and how to stay organized and how to manage our careers. Like we talked about, but also how we treat people. And here again, I'm a, I'm a big believer in gaining knowledge and obtaining knowledge and, and storing knowledge away, but uh, I need to activate that knowledge so it can become wisdom. And so, uh, but the accountability is there. Once you know, you're held accountable. That's my mindset. My mindset is once you were told, now you know. Yeah. There's no kind of escaping that. So I appreciate you bringing up accountability because I think that's, uh, we have to model that for our players and for our families because uh, sometimes we're in a place of authority where they have kind of may have, may have a skewed view on authority. Like authority figures do whatever they want, mm-hmm. say whatever they want. They're all hypocrites. Uh, you, you know, here again, you being there in DC, man, it's like, uh, there's a lot to say about people saying one thing and doing another there in, in that city. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we don't want our players to feel that they're being led by hypocrites. Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, definitely accountability, plays into that so i appreciate you just, just that that's the account when people bring up accountability that kind of sets me off because i love mm-hmm. i love that whole subject as it uh, pertains to coaching now yeah. now coach i would ask you because we i i end every podcast talking about legacy right and even though you still have a long ways to go 
uh, it's kind of beginning with the end in mind, like looking down the road and saying, how do I want to conduct myself, treat people, help people, serve people within the programs I'm a part of so that at the end of the day, they know I cared and they know that I was there for them. And so Coach, uh-huh. I would ask you, what would you want to be said of you when it's all said and done? Well, um, and you said the word legacy, man, that's, that's something big for me. Um, I, I think about that a lot. Um, I, I, I'll never have my jersey hanging up in the gym somewhere, yeah. uh, or I'll, I'll never win an NBA championship or anything like that. But the one thing that I, I can all also, the, the one thing I can hang up is uh, my legacy and how I treat people. But um, I, I just want people to understand, like, love. Like, I, I do. Like, my intention is love. Um, whether they see it a certain way, I may not say the right thing a lot of times, or text the right thing to make come out different, but the intent is all. I, I feel like the intent is always love, and I I feel like I genuinely love people. My dad, love my mom and dad. They just love people, and you know that's just I think like the like that was given like God gave that in them to just to have a servant heart and just love one another. And for me personally, like I, I don't I don't look at you different. I, I don't care. If you're uh, what ethnicity you are, what uh, sexual orientation, uh, what, what uh, politics-wise, I, I just care about loving people. And if they're good and they love me back, man, it makes for a great marriage. But um, at the end of the day, I just want people to know that you know Steve Yang was someone that loved, truly loved his his players, his staff, and his people. I mean that that matters to me the most. And you know, I, I tell people that you could do great things for. 90 years of your life and then in 91 if you do that one bad thing that's how they're going to remember you that very last thing so you got to do great all the way man all the way till it's said and done and uh my dad said it one time to me like if you know good do good mm-hmm. and uh you got to man it's it's hard i'm not gonna lie it's a struggle um but that's why you got to surround yourself with a good circle have your accountability partners and all but um, I, I do want people to really say, hey, this is the reason why. You know, I, I love playing for Coach Yang because this reason, because he loves me, blah, blah, and all that. I mean, I'll tell you this, like, one of the most and uh, one of the most best things I've ever done, like, ever felt as a person in this profession is that former players reaching out to me and asking me how the family's doing or even sharing things with me. You know, I have a player, a former player of mine that we're pretty tight. And she shared something with me that, that I don't know if she would share with a lot of people. When, and I'm, you know, that makes me feel good that you, you know that I trust, that I, I can be trusted, and uh, I do love you as a person. And so, at the end of the day, like I said, when I'm 90 years old or so, I, I want people to say Yang, Yang's a lover, man. He mm-hmm. he takes care of his people. So yeah, Coach, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate your perspective, your uh, your view on life and coaching. It, it really is refreshing. So here again, man, thank you. Thank you for spending some time with us. No problem, man. Thank you so much for having me. I really do, uh, do appreciate it. And uh, best of luck moving forward. And uh, be Likewise. safe. And I uh, look forward to getting to know you and talking to you more, man. Likewise, Coach. Thank you.